Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. to episode 24 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I am here with... Hello, it's Kara. It's me. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I am <laughs> back. <laughs> she is back. She is back to talk some Mandalorian Chapter 10, The Passenger, today. We are both very excited to, to get into this episode. But first, similar to last week, I did want to shout out the Trans Rights Are Human Rights fundraiser that is going around right now, started by... Star Wars fans and powered by Star Wars fans. They're at over $11,000 raised for the Transgender Law Center right now, and their goal is $15,000 by December 20th. So they're running it all the way through Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So we will post info for that in the show notes, and please look that up. Donate if you can. It's such a great cause. All right, are you ready to go ahead and get started? Get right into this. Things got weird. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about, but I, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to go through it all for sure. There's a lot. It was much needed. You know, it's been a weird, very weird week, weird year in general. We've talked, uh, we've we've we podcasted a couple times this year, and it's the same thing. But yeah, especially especially weird this week. So it was good to have something normal and routine, and get up early, have some coffee, put on the Mandalorian, and see what. Mando and Baby Yoda are up to. So today's episode, like I said, was called The Passenger, directed by Peyton Reed, who mm-hmm. also directed the Ant-Man films, which kind of comes into play here. But in this episode, we basically were following Mando again. He's currently looking for other Mandalorians, still on Tatooine, and he picks up a passenger to take across the galaxy to a different planet and Mm -hmm. things go awry. So Kara, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, I, I really, I think, I feel like I'm always liking most things, but I just really did like, (laughs) I thought it was really weird, but in that way that I know we both enjoy very much. And also it was, so it was so uh uh I was so tense the whole time <laughs> like I was really worried about what was like gonna happen next and everything and I think there were so many like little bits that were so cool and again it's like I said this so many times uh in like conversations with people last week but like they just they've been subverting my expectations like every single time like I'm sure we'll get into it but like the fact that after the trailer we were all wondering like oh this 
planet with all the graffiti on it like what is it and then we're there for like five minutes and we it like doesn't really matter like and that doesn't bother me I like really like that I think it's really like I think it's kind of funny but I also like I don't know I think it's really hilarious and I feel like there was a, a little bit of that this episode too where it was like maybe some things from the trailer where we were like what's that? And then it just was not like, not really anything, you know, or at least as far as we know now. So that's, yeah, I, I had, I got a real kick out of it. What about you? You liked it too, right? I did. I loved it. I thought it was perfect to be honest, like, especially right now, like that's what I needed to wake up to today was just this 40 minutes of just super weird star Wars. Like I, it wasn't, you know, coming off of chapter nine, Boba Fett shows up at the end, right? And we're like, whoa, what's going on with Boba Fett? Like, I immediately turned into a Boba Fett fan over, like, I, I did not care that much about him before, but then I was just like, oh my God, what's going on with Boba Fett? Right. And so for this episode, you kind of think, oh, it might get deep, it might get heavy, but it's like, no, that's that's not the case. Like, we're going to get weird. We're going to stick to the script like it was in season one, where we are going to build the character a little bit. We are going to see some new planets. We're going to see some new aliens, and we're just going to get extremely weird with it. And you're right. It was, and I've talked about this before, but I really loved chapter six last year because it kind of had that horror feel. And this one, definitely going into it, especially even like the first half of the episode, you don't realize what you're getting in, into, but At all. <laughs> like a straight up thriller horror film. And it just, I wasn't, I, it, it, like you said, subverting your expectations. Like I was not prepared for that. I thought, you know, we're going to, we're going to either, if we're going to be on Tatooine, we're probably going to see more Boba Fett. Right. Or right, right. if we're going to a new planet, we're going to, we're going to meet, you know, a new Mandalorian, or we're going to see a character that we're hoping's in this, but it's like, no, that's, that's not the case. We are going to hang out with a frog lady for 40 minutes <laughs> and see all this just straight up weird stuff. And, and it was just great. It just made me happy. Like the whole time it was, you know, in, ch- in chapter 10 or chapter nine, the first episode, we didn't get a ton mm. of baby Yoda, which like I was, I was fine with, you know, but this one was like more about Mando and baby Yoda and kind of how Mando still like needs to work on his parenting skills, but it, you know, it really focused on him. He had some really good moments and we really get to see more about the Mandalorian's character and how far we've come since season one, like how much hundred percent. Yeah, I really agree. And it's funny that you said that, that like, it was exactly what you needed, because it was just like, kind of like a romp in a way, like, you know, and I like, I don't know that this week, I could have handled a bunch of like heavy, <laughs> you know, what yeah. I, mean? like, I, I don't know if they did that on purpose, like, oh, this one's gonna fall during election week. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll put one in here that's kind of a little more like, a little more light uh, not light but you know what I mean like not too intense like maybe that was on purpose if so like I'm thankful because yeah I don't know if I could have handled like uh, I don't know but next week I'm ready um, I'll be back in it so you know but yeah that's yeah. so true I wasn't ready to start thinking about like matching up the Mandalorian timeline and like what's going on here and there and everything. I wasn't ready for that. I need a week. I can't you know? just give me a couple more days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just need to stare at a screen for 40 minutes, see some weird stuff, see some yeah. creatures that I've never seen before. Just like, just have fun with it. And that's what it was. Totally. And yeah, if they, if they plan that around the election, like good for them. Cause that was as a plus in my book. I totally agree. 
<laughs> so what were your top highlights? Let, just give me, give me your top highlight of this episode. It's hard to pick one. And I hate to pick the one that's coming to my head. Cause I feel like it was at the very, very end, but I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. And it was okay. So we're we're jumping so far forward. Oh, spoiler warning! Do your listeners know that? Of course they do. Yes, they they should. But I'll make sure to. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Boba Fett was in chapter nine, and yes. Yeah. Warning, did so. you guys know that? There you go. <laughs> hopefully, if you if you made it this far, hopefully you already realize we're getting to the spoilers, and I'll I'll. Tag I'm sure that. Though. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they knew that. But anyway, so at the very like the very end of the episode, after the two X-wing pilots come back and save their butts and then the one is talking to mandalorian is like trying to like barter with them or whatever and he's like just fix your transponder so we don't pulverize you next time we see and then the music cue changed and it was like this hip-hop beat and i was like so i just like can't stop thinking about that i have to go back and watch it like 40 more times it was like a it was literally and it only lasted like until they flew away and then it stopped but it was like it was just such a good musical cue that like i'm never gonna stop thinking about that so that's my that's like my high my number one highlight was besides just i loved seeing those two pilots in general obviously but um that little musical cue when they were leaving was just like Oh my god, that was really good. <laughs> it was. That was such a good beat. And speaking of just the music in general, like it's I, I don't talk about it enough, even like throughout season one, but it's just so very cool. Good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's it's like it's very Star Wars, but it's very not either. You know, it's like its own thing. And totally. my favorite, just sticking with the music, was when they get in the cockpit and mm-hmm. They fire it up after, you know, the spiders come out and like attack the ship. They're trying to get out of there. They get it fired up and they start like lifting out and you hear the Mandalorian <laughs> theme come back and it's like, yes. oh, okay, this is cool. It's like Mandalorian theme and it's like kind of slow and kind of quiet. And then it gets loud. Like he's about to escape. And then out of nowhere, that spider just like comes down and it's back to the horror music where it's like, you know, and it's just, it's just so good. The whole, the whole time it, you know, it really set you up at the beginning with kind of the soft music once they get to mm-hmm. that snow planet. And it's like really cute when, you know, baby Yoda's walking in the snow and he's getting ready to like go mess with that spider, that first one. And it's like really cute music and everything, but then it just like changes and just, yeah, the music is, it's so good. It's so cool. I just want to, I just need to like get the soundtrack and just put it on my car. Very good. It's, it, it has been good and it's just continuing to be good basically. Yes. No, yeah. I think for me, probably like the number one thing, and this is very broad, but just like I already talked about, but the weirdness, right? We get right from the beginning, we get Dr. <laughs> Mandible, right? So and Dr. Mandible is a giant fly. Like it looks like Peyton Reed took it straight from the Ant-Man and just like put it in star wars like i know i had you in in the ant-man movie you know and paul rudd shrunk down he's messing with the ants and stuff or when the ant is is giant but it looks just like that and he's playing sabak against pelimota which pelimota like talking about humor like is just so funny but just just the overall weirdness we get obviously dr mandible which i want to know what he's a doctor of and i posed that question in the blast point super chill group. And I was throwing yes. it up. I was tossing it up for Jason because I knew he would come in right away and say, he's the doctor of love. And yes. I was like, 
I was like, that's exactly what I was looking for. So I was like, I posed that question for that answer, but I would like to know, like, what is he a doctor of? Like, is he a, uh, is he a medical doctor? Is he like a doctor? I I don't know. Like, is he a surgeon or a dentist? Yeah, it could be all sorts of different things. So I just, I love Dr. Mandible. Like, I just want to, I just want to give him a hug. For real. But even before that, like, the 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 dudes that he meets that try to take baby Yoda and all that and then when he's walking back into town and has just like everything on his back that imagery is really sticking with me a lot and like I can't wait for the smarter people that have podcasts like what the force and sky talkers to like yeah, break deep, that down like and yeah. symbolically you know what I mean but also like I, I wrote a note and I was taking notes in my phone during the show a little bit and uh, I just wrote the note when he was walking in with like this whole like world on his shoulders thing and I was like man he just like cannot blend in like he just refuses like yeah. Does he not want to? Does he not care? Like he just, he won't blend in. He just absolutely refuses to blend in because he's got all this stuff. And then also the little baby Yoda just, you know, out in the full view after he was just violently attacked, (laughs) you know, Mando's uh, babysitter skills. I always think about our conversation we had like months ago about Mando as babysitter. <laughs> yeah, he he has a lot of work to do with the whole uh, being he's, a dad. He's slash, improving. He's improving. Yeah, he's, he's getting better. But yeah, the the opening scene, and I, I love that he had that long track through the desert because that's such a Star Wars like rite of passage, right? We get that in A New Hope yeah. with R two and C three PO making their long track through the desert. We obviously get that in The Force Awakens with Finn. We get it so many times. Right. And it just like that that felt very Star Wars. I agree. Then so he gets to he gets to back to the cantina. We get Pelimoto, which mm-hmm. like you know, and we've talked about Pelimoto. I just love I love her. I think she's I love so her funny. so so much. I've loved Amy Starris for like a really long time just as a comedian and as just like one of the funniest people alive. And it's just it's so cool to see her in there. It's just so much fun. It, it feel, it's so silly, but it feels like my friend is there, you know, like because I've just followed her for so long. But she's just so I get such a kick out of her and I feel like she's really made that character something super, super special. Uh, so yeah, I was really happy to see her again for sure. She is. She is like one of a kind character. There's no one else like her in star Wars. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everyone's like, Oh, let's get Boba Fett his own show or let's give, you know, let's do an Ahsoka show or whatever. It's like, I want a Pelimota. Like, I just want to follow her around like all day, see all the funny stuff that she says. Like everything that comes out of her mouth is just funny. She has so many good (laughs) one liners. And like when she's talking about the the crate dragon meat, or she's like, what's his name? Oh yeah, she says, "Don't overcook it, Treadwell." Like Treadwell is the is the name of the you know the pit droid, and she's like, "I'm not, I'm yeah, not from Meridian." <laughs> yeah, and that was really good. And then I knew as soon as the the Treadwell, I I knew that that was like a thing, and apparently it is a thing that he's like showed up a bunch of times and all that. Ah. I was talking to my brother about the episode on the phone, and he was like, "I remember Treadwell from a storybook I had in 1978." And nobody ever talks about him, but I I heard that, and he said that he has, he said he saw Treadwell and heard her say that, and he just went, "You nerds!" <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love it. I mean, at this point, you can pretty much 
you can pretty much think anything that they put like every time they say a new name or anything I'm like is that a is that a callback to something like something that i'm not aware about or you know whenever they do a call sign for like uh the ship names and stuff like that it's like what what does that mean because you got to think like everything that you know the thought is is going exactly into it. and it's always going over my head but i love to read about it afterwards basically <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I I like to read all the all the articles, and then when they put stuff in the databank on StarWars.com and everything, it's exactly. it's really good. Pelimoto, another line that she says is that yeah, there's just one more skank in the scud pie. It's like, <laughs> what are you saying? What does that mean? Like, what is going on right? I now? really liked it a lot, but uh, yeah, and my I was talking to my brother about the episode. And he said that he feels like, to him, he feels like Pelimoto's kind of like a mixture of Lando and Han. And I thought that was kind of interesting because he he was like, because she's kind of like, like shifty, like when Mando, she was talking to him about what the um, Dr. Mandible was betting on, you know, and all that. But then she's also like, she's very like self-confident. And I said that I also feel like there's a little bit of uh, B. Arthur's character from the holiday special yes. in there. too. <laughs> she's just so cool. She is. And just the, when we leave her on Tatooine, the last thing that she says when, you know, she's like, Oh, I just, I just met her 10 minutes ago. And he's like, I thought you said, you know, you vouch for her. And she's like, what can I say? I'm a great judge of character. And then she takes a bite out of the meat and it just like cuts away. <laughs> it's just like, that's so good. I, I just love it. But I her. like that though. Cause I feel like she is like, I feel like she, like the way, even the way that she connected with like Mando and, and the child, you know, like she knew that they weren't trying to pull one over on her or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe she's force sensitive. You know, she says thank the force in the first episode, so she knows <laughs> what that is. But maybe yeah, you know, I love Palimoto. I hope that Me she. Too. I hope she shows up in every. Ep- I hope she just is part of his crew and just it's it's next season is called the Mandalorian and Pelimoto and it's called, <laughs> I don't think she'd I don't think she'd leave her she'd leave her her pit droids and stuff but I feel like she'll always be there when when Mando needs her you know yeah no for, for a sure. touch up I, on the razor crest I, or whatever I agree that's gonna be his pit stop and I'm okay with it I yeah I'm totally totally fine with that just every episode if he needs a fuel up or whatever he just just goes and sees her <laughs> next on the weirdness scale is oh my God. frog lady I okay I love frog lady too I know I really I'm, I'm being like extra like positive and like oh, I love everything but <laughs> frog lady is just a dream like isn't she just the best like the best addition to star wars i think maybe ever i just i love frog lady and isn't it uh, didn't i see in the credits that it was miss misty that performed quill as well yes what a flipping genius like that's so so cool and like yeah I, i frog lady is is everything and i hate that we have to call her frog lady but the captions call her frog lady so (laughs) <laughs> and, and we get we get pelimoto speaking it says speaking frog language yes oh my to god frog lady. and so like pelimoto is is sitting there like making these frog noise it's just so oh i don't know it, it's the perfect addition i'm i if there's anything if if nothing happens the rest of the season you cannot take away the greatness of season two because it gave us frog lady and we get frog lady obviously like 
first off, just her language is so cool and hearing her talk. And you're right, the performance by Missy Rosas, like just great. Is, just it's so good. I, it, it's amazing. Like that is it's just such a talent. And mm. we get we get so much from Frog Lady. Like we get a lot. We get her running. And she starts hopping, you know, when they're running away from the spiders, she starts, she gets down on all fours and just starts like hopping like a frog. And that just, that took me by surprise because she's at first, she's kind of just like waddling a little bit, you know, like kind of waddle running. And then it's like, whoa, like, no, she's, she's super fast. Like she can, she can hop and run like a frog lady. Exactly. And the only, honestly, like one of the main things I was thinking about every time she was on screen was like, Somebody is going to be at Celebration 2022 <laughs> in this costume with a backpack, and the backpack's going to have lights in it, and it's going to have all the eggs, and I'm going to lose my shit. And that person and then, is going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to find someone cosplaying as Mando, because there's going to be 500 of those, oh, yeah. and then there's going to be a photo op, and then they're going to find somebody cosplaying as Pelimoto, and it's just... Oh, the right. opportunities. I hope that all of you wonderful cosplayers are just sketching up your specs right now, how to make a backpack filled with water that lights up. I'm ready. Yeah, get it ready. I'm I'm ready to get my picture with every single frog lady that I that I see at Celebration 2022. Frog lady meetup on Friday. <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's just so, so ready. And then she she leaves the ship. And mm-hmm. Mandalorian's like, where's she at? And she goes off and she's taking a bath. She's or she's like in a hot tub with her so eggs, just yeah. chilling, like chilling. just relaxing. And then baby Yoda comes up and just like has to wake up all these spiders. But and then she like uses her tongue, you know, she, first she uses her tongue to eat, which is <sighs> is really cool. And then she uses her tongue to get her robe and like put it on really super fast after the spider. That was attack. a yeah, that was a pro move. I loved it. So good. And she uses Zero's head and voice box to to communicate with the Mandalorian too. And like that's even a creepy thing that Mandalorian wakes up to Zero like staring into his soul and like talking. It's like what is going on? Yeah, talk about trauma too, because that whole like prison break experience was incredibly stressful so yeah I when she first saw Zero's uh the droid's body like on the wall and she, it looked like she like recognized it or something and I was like I didn't I did not see that coming for her to use the voice thing and that was like a very cool idea I really liked that it was good and I I was wondering in the recap at the very beginning, they showed that scene with, with zero. And it was like, that's kind of a weird thing to bring back. They were reminding us for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely let us know. Yeah. Frog lady. I just, I don't know. I, I can't get enough of frog lady. I'm just, I'm here for. And, and not to, I mean, we'll talk about this in speculation, but I feel like seeing what happened this episode, I feel like it's pretty, Light, there's a likely direction that we're going for next episode as far as trailer shots and stuff, and that is very exciting. Absolutely, yeah, I, I am. I'm so we're sitting here on Friday right now, but yeah, I'm already I'm ready for next Friday to see where they get. It, it was it was a really interesting way that you know she framed everything as far as mm. her husband has seen Mandalorians you know, or there's a covert or whatever at this world that is, 
habitable for them. And so it's like, right. okay, well, at that point you're like, okay, yeah, we're probably going to the, the water planet. And then you go mm-hmm. back. But yeah. Like you said, we'll, we'll get into speculation. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, and then the other, the other just like super weird part of this was obviously the spiders. How are you, are you a fan of spiders? Are do you hate spiders? Do they creep you out? Because I, this was like, this was, this was intense with these spiders. It was a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a bug. I'm not a bug guy. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of the insects, but they don't really bother me on, on screen. I, I feel like that's a totally valid thing if they do bug you, but, yeah. um, but yeah, that for me, like the only things that bother me, uh, in like visual content for lack of a better encompassing word is like really super gratuitous uh violence basically like if somebody's like punching someone and they're obviously down and then they keep punching them like that kind of thing if that ever happens in a movie i get like really pissed off i hate that like i just can't like i hate like super violent stuff i'm not a fan of but bugs they don't like bother me in visual content but irl not really not a spider huge fan. fan i mean you know i try to just let them live and, <laughs> and all they're not like, here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, uh, kind of the same way, but have you ever, have you seen the movie? And this is, it's gotta be from like the early nineties, but I saw it when I was a really small child. I saw arachnophobia. Uh-oh. Have you seen I've heard of it? Haven't seen it. And I haven't seen it since I was like super young, but I remember specifically like parts of that movie where there's spiders like coming out of the shower drain and they're just like coming in the house. That's and just, rough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intense. And so like, I had, that's what I thought about right when the spiders started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just, it was intense and the music and the hallway of the the cave that they have to run down it seems like it just gets longer and longer and and then the giant spider obviously and i watched i watched it for the second or third time a little bit ago uh with my daughter who's six and Mm. she was not having it like she was not interested she was super into frog lady she was super mm-hmm. into dr mandible and she even like said like oh that looks like ant-man i'm like yeah it does like she knows uh, but when it got to the spiders like she curled up uh, alongside me and <laughs> was like no no but then she was like kind of laughing too and kind of scared so but yeah when that uh when you know they get rid of all the spiders and start lifting the shift up uh ship up and then the giant spider hops back down is just it was so good it was it was very well directed i would say as well i agree but and maybe you can clear this up so krikna from rebels this was not that or this was that and i know that this was i saw people uh sharing the um the art by ralph macquarie that this was pretty clearly based on but is this not krikna is this another spider or are we unsure i think we're i think we're unsure but i think you're probably right like it's not exactly like matches up Mm -hmm. because i did go back and watch that scene from rebels because i like i had to like look for little clues and see if it was and it's not the same head right it's It's a different head right but it's a similar body. So it's like, maybe it's, it's a species or, you know, it's, awesome. it's the, yeah. it's the snow version or whatever, maybe. Yeah, that could uh, be, yeah. But, but yeah, the, I did see that Ralph McQuarrie 
concept art going around too. Very and cool. it's like, that is, it's so good. Whenever they can take anything that he did and put it into Star Wars, it's, so fun. it's, it's so good. But yeah, that's, that's a good call. And actually I want to talk about that a little bit too, because in our speculation, cause yeah, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of maybe foreshadowing. Yeah. Because, yeah, cause there's another thing that I don't understand. Are there spiders in Jedi Fallen Order people were talking about? Oh, there are actually. I didn't even think about it. I have not played it I for a while. I just saw people mention it. There are because in Jedi Fallen Order, you have to like take out all sorts of creatures and, and, and these giant mm-hmm. things. And I think you're right. Actually, they're they're not as big as the giant one that okay. they see, but they are as big as like the medium-sized ones that are like human size or right. bigger. But yeah, I think there are some in there too. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a good Yeah, point. I just saw people saying like Fallen Order flashbacks or whatever. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, for sure. And now that you say that, like I almost, I just kind of got goosebumps a little bit because in that <laughs> game, like it is really intense because when they start coming at you and you can't keep up, like it's kind of creepy and just- is that like, on a- is that on a frozen planet in the game or no? It's not. At least not. the planet that I'm thinking of. It's like a green type planet. Mm. I don't even know. I can't remember. I should know this stuff. But yeah, like I said, like I bought that when it came out. And then I got like halfway through in the first two weeks. And then after that, I've like played it sporadically. So I like, I need to get back into that. That's a good call. And actually, this would probably be a great time to get back into it. But yeah, might as well. Uh, right? to, yeah, keep my, keep my mind on on star wars so good idea um, but yeah the, <laughs> okay, anyway. the, the weirdness of this episode it was great it was a plus i loved it mm. but the other another big part of this episode obviously was the relationship between the mandalorian and the child and yes. what that looks like and uh, first of all it's really cute obviously it's baby yoda but just the way like even from the very beginning where you know he saves him from the little dude that you know had the knife to him or whatever he saves him and he like runs up and he picks him up and everything and then it's the great gag where he gives him the mandalorian gives the little creature his jetpack and then he lets him run off with it and, and then he pushes the button to like have it go up and then the creature falls down and (laughs) then baby Yoda looks up at the Mandalorian, like really dad, like, did you have to go there? And the Mandalorian like looks down and he just like kind of shakes his head. Like what, you know, that's what I do. And so we just, we just get that, that good. We we get so much good of, you know, that type of content, but also just with baby Yoda in general. And I talked, talked about this last week too, in our episode, but the fact that all baby Yoda sees is violence. That's all he's watching this entire time. Yeah. And it's like, what, what's going to happen with, with that? Like, I feel like that is something that's going to come into play and we can talk about that too in speculation, but it's like, that's true. The Mandalorian needs to set a better example, but at the same time, like he's a Mandalorian, you know, like he would normally be training this kid to do the same kind of stuff if he was, you know, big enough and strong enough. That's so true. I don't know, but there's, there's a lot. Um, and I also loved, I, I just love that they sleep in the same little area and oh my God. baby Yoda has a hammock. <laughs> like that it was, was so, it was just so cute. It's yeah. It was a lot, but I also felt like this episode, even obviously more than last, cause we didn't see the child much last week that his, his communication style is is uh, I feel like it's improving a little bit or it's just changing and it's interesting to see it change because like 
even though he's still not using like verbal words or whatever, he is starting to really clearly communicate with the Mandalorian. Like when he was with Din Jaren, when he was like trying to tell him that the frog lady took off, you know? Yeah. And that was like one of the first times I feel like we've seen him, we've seen the child like really clearly be trying to say something, you know what I mean? And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I'm really interested to see where that goes. Cause that it, it's like this episode had a couple instances where it was pretty clear that he was communicating with Mando, including that one cute part from the beginning. So yeah, that was, that was interesting to see. And I feel like, you know, people, uh, uh, some of the thoughts from this episode were that it didn't really f- further the characters. And I just like, don't, I don't think that's even remotely true. <laughs> like, Cause I, I feel like you, it's just those little moments you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And that's a really good call of, as far as the communication piece goes like that. I do feel like we're getting more even gurgles and like cooing and like, it's not, you know, it, and it, and it seems crazy, but you know, it wasn't that long ago, like in the actual like star Wars timeline that he found baby Yoda. And when he found baby Yoda, like even the look of baby Yoda was like more of a baby. And now Mm. it feels like he's, and maybe that's, you know, we're seeing him move more and do all this stuff, but it feels like you are seeing him grow that way as well. So yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm just so excited to see the, the dynamic between those two. And speaking of communication, I didn't say it, but Frog Lady, she totally says Mandalorian. Did you catch that? You, ha- it's it's like they're in the ship, and he's down in the bottom, and uh, I can't remember what happens, but she like totally says Mandalorian, but it sounds like, but it's like she says it. It's just really? yeah, it's a cool segment. I should have mentioned that when we were talking about Frog Lady, but she she totally. I'm gonna does. look for it next time. It's kind of like uh, uh, I forget his name in the Last Jedi when he's like when he says Poe. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like he kind of you can tell he speaks a different language, but he says that L.O. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. But it it reminded me of that, too. But yeah, it's really good. That's so true. So what other highlights did you have from this episode? I was very I was very excited. Like I said, obviously talking about that last music cue moment that I'm obsessed with now. But I was also just really psyched to see uh, the two X-Wing pilots because that's the other thing as far as like character development or whatever story development. I feel like that showed us like isn't that kind of one of the first times at least in like canon visual film movie that we've seen how the New Republic is operating? Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like besides obviously last season in the Prisoner episode when we saw the three, the director squad. Um, uh, And it's like, I feel like this is one of the only times besides that, that we've seen like how the new Republic is kind of operating and communicating with people right now. So that was really, that was really interesting to me. And I also liked how um, that showed kind of the way that Mando feels about them in a way. And I mean, I feel like we should probably talk about him saying, may the force be with you. That, that was a lot. <laughs> so good. It was, it was a, he said, may the force be with you. Like 
I have no idea what the force, I don't know what this means, but will you leave me alone if I tell you this? Like, exactly. It sounded like it was something that, uh, that, that, that like scoundrelly type people know is something to say to get them to like get off your back kind of. But also I think I said this in one of our threads online today that it sounded like if you were talking to someone who didn't know anything about Star Wars and they tried to think of like a Star Wars thing to say. So he was just like, may the uh, force be with you. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's like somebody was like, Oh yeah. Darth Vader. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> no, you're exactly right. And then even to top that off, they even take it the next step with the X-Wing pilot saying, and also with you, which is totally like, so, so you even know, like, they don't even really know what the force is either. They, they just think it's a thing to say, because you wouldn't say, and also with you, you know, like, that's not that's a, like a joke people tell. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. But yeah, it, it really, it also reminded me of Finn in The Last Jedi, when um, he's trying to get out in the escape pod, he's, he's pretty much trying to get Rose to leave him alone so he can leave. And oh, they're just like, exactly sitting, like that. They're standing there awkwardly. And, you know, like she, she's so blown away that it's the Finn, you know, and then it's just like silence. And he's just like, may the force be with you. And she's just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me of also when he's in, uh, force awakens with Han, when he's like, yeah. just use the force. And Han's like, that's not, how the force works yes it's so i just i will i need to know like what does the mandalorian after seeing baby yoda use is it not clicked for him that like that is the force because the the armorer said like yeah the jedi had such powers Mm -hmm. but she doesn't say like the jedi could use the force and like this baby force so like i don't think it's clicked for him either that like this child can use the like this the force is real it's not a magic Mm -hmm. you know he's not a wizard he's not using a spell like this is this is a real thing so i think that's Mm -hmm. yeah hearing hearing him say that it was so funny it just it was really good yeah uh may, may the force be with you but yeah so good yeah the, i i am i'm really interested to see where the new republic ends up in this show and and what we're gonna see and i i love that we got dave filoni back as oh. an x-wing pilot and we also okay. got paul sun hyung lee who mm-hmm. is in kim's convenience and he is just like all over social media today just so happy like he he posted a, a tweet that he put out a couple years ago about like dreaming of being in star wars and now Ugh. like he is in star and like those are always the coolest stories you know whether yeah, that's it's someone so funny getting to write a book or it's the best because i i actually like started i forget how i like came upon him but i saw like his cosplays and stuff on instagram so i started following him like literally like last week so then when I saw him in the show today, I was like, didn't I just start following that guy? And it's like so cool. And he was like, so he killed it too, like totally nailed it. I loved like the kind of like attitude thing. And obviously again, the music moment, which I'll never stop talking about for the rest of my life. Thank you, Ludwig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just like so good. And then Filoni just like standing there being a badass and like, you know, yeah. Just like, I feel like he like knew that he was a badass in that moment, but was like, well, you know, I'm just like kind of here, whatever. It's like, right. dude, you're so cool. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you're cool. Oh, it was <laughs> there, so good. There was right when they start, when um, the Mandalorian like starts going towards the planet and 
they start chasing him. There's that great shot that really reminded me of the force awakens where it like, it starts mm. out and then it zooms in on the, oh, on yeah. the razor crest as it's flying through. And then it like cuts over to the X wings. And then it's like, you get the sun, like uh flare or whatever they call the JJ Abrams flare, yeah, you know, the, flare. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it reminded me of the millennium Falcon chase in the Force Awakens, where it like it starts out way out off of the of the Tie Fighters, and then it like zooms mm. in, on them, and then it goes to the Millennium Falcon. Like that was such a it was such a cool shot. The way that that whole chase was shot was was really cool to me. Yeah, I will say like when he started to run away from them, I was like, "What is your plan, dude? Like, why?" Are you? I, I there was like a minute where I was like, "Why is he running? Why doesn't he just do the transponder thing?" Yeah, <laughs> and, like. Does he does he not have it, and he just didn't want to go to where they wanted him to go? Right? Is he worried? Was that, that what it was? Like yeah. I, I was kind of confused by that for a second. But I mean, I obviously. But then I, it made more sense when they started talking about the events that happened in the prisoner episode because, and then I was thinking, you mentioned the timeline, and I feel like in this Mando timeline of season one and what we've seen of season two so far that prisoner episode was probably only like a week or so before that. So it does make a lot of sense that they were after him, you know, especially because of the ship and everything. So like that made, that made total sense. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I love that. He was just like, Oh, I don't think it's working. And they're like, that's okay. Like we can wait. <laughs> and he's like, ah. and that's when he like tries to get him to go and everything. Yeah. It was so good. It was it was definitely interesting at the end when they had that whole speech to him. Like, yeah, you, you obviously like you have an arrest warrant for breaking out prisoner so-and-so, but it also shows that you caught these other three prisoners and you stuck, or you, you know, put your life on the line to try to protect uh, Lieutenant Davin, I think it was. And I think that was Matt Lantern's character in chapter six, which I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so they're, you know, obviously going to let him go. So I'm, I'm in my head and maybe we should talk about this and speculation stuff, but I, I think that's going to come back too. I mean, I think it's, it's got to that they let him go and they're, maybe there's an alliance yeah. there or something. Yeah. And I like the idea that <laughs> for lack of a better thought process, karmically like i like that mandalorian that dinjarin is seeing that these actions of kindness that he's doing or compassion or understanding or uh like not acting on impulse but like these things he does because he does act on impulse obviously but (laughs) but that when he has these moments i like that he's seeing that good things come from that and i feel like that happened with him with quill a lot too you know because he was so kind to quill um in that early episode and then it came back later when he needed his help you know so it's like i like the i I like the idea that he's seeing that the kindness he shows to other people will come back to him in the future and i don't think he does it with the purpose of gaining anything i think he just i think it's just his nature but i like that he's seeing that it is that it has benefits, you know? And I think that's just like a cool life message. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and no, I think you're, you're spot on. And I think we might've even talked about this, me and you before, but Din Jaren, like mm. he's like Han Solo, like he's the good guy, you know, like he's, he's got a heart of gold. Like, no, he probably hasn't shown that 
his whole life because he's had to be a hardcore Mandalorian, never take my helmet off. But like underneath that all, and we're starting to see that and like throughout this episode, like even the way he talks to frog lady and, you know, even the way he just acts here and there, you can tell like he is definitely growing, but that's a great point. I, uh, I hope he, I mean, I'm sure he will take that lesson mm-hmm. with him and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see where where the the new republic comes back up. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know what to expect there, but it's interesting. You want to speculate a little bit? We I think we I think it's we our already, duty. I think I think we need to. So for me, next episode, like we talked about, we'll probably pick mm-hmm. up right after this one, which is a little a little different, you know. A few of the episodes uh, last season did that, where it was like back to back to back, but then it like kind of skip, and you're like, I don't know how much time passed, but we're starting probably three for three on back to back to back episodes. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? I do, yeah. Especially because in that trailer shot when they're getting on the boat, I think that you can see Frog Lady and her husband. Yeah. So, or the father of her, whatever. I don't. They're are they wed? I don't. Know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um in frog matrimony but um but you can see her in the backpack and you can tell that it's her and there's a blue guy uh next to her so i think that that is going to be what happens next which is wild to think about because that means whoever i mean you know we'll get into it i guess but like whoever's standing on that boat with the cool outfit on that means we're probably going to see them next week which is like that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really know. I don't know. But yeah. So, but anyway, yes, I do think you're right that it's going to be pretty much right after. Yeah. And I think another thing that I've been thinking a lot about is as far as, I don't know if this is so much speculation, but like, as far as how this furthers the story, I think that whatever's going to happen next wouldn't happen if the Razor Crest wasn't like in peril as a ship you know what i mean so i think that was the point of this episode was just for the razor crest to like get its ass kicked and now it's like whatever happens next now they need a ride basically so that's really interesting because it's like why would they be on a i don't know that they would go on a boat if they had you know so that's yeah i i cannot wait for the boat like where are they going because the speculation is that that is probably Mon Cala, right? That's right. probably where the Mon Cal, Mon Calamari live. And the but Corrin. that's not the planet that he said he was taken. Oh, that's right. You're right. So it maybe it's like just another. Or... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think like, so. It must just be like another water world that we're going to. Which because... also just makes it so funny that we were watching that trailer thinking it was. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing with oh. this this snow planet, you know, everyone thought that was Ilum. Like, okay, for sure, like the Mandalorian is taking baby Yoda, they're going to look for a, a kyber crystal or they're oh going to find God. another Jedi. Like, that was it was so sure that that was going to happen. And like and even for for the uh the first the very first 
planet from chapter nine was like, okay, this is definitely where they're going to meet Sabine. Cause there's graffiti on the wall and there's this, and it's like, it did, we were, we were on that planet for like five minutes. So it's like, oh nothing, we, we just had our episode about the last Jedi trailer, how like everything in the last Jedi trailer, like actually was something that happened. We were getting the exact opposite of that with the Mandalorian trailer. It's just, it's so funny. And like, it's, it's, I, I can see how that might annoy some people, <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. I, I, I really enjoyed so it. Funny. Like, it's just so, fu- it's so funny. And, and then the fact that like, if next week is presumably this boat episode, then we're only three episodes in out of eight. And we've already seen almost all of the trailer footage. If we see the boat stuff. So like, what the heck is going to happen the next five weeks after that, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. After next week, I'm pretty sure we're done with the trade. Well, there is the other part of like possibly Navarro, probably like with grief. Oh, right. And everything. Yes. Um, but that's, that's for sure. All we saw, like we've already seen, you know, th- one of the big things was Mando's ship, you know, that we saw the, the last shot of this episode was in the trailer with his ship. And that actually opened the trailer uh so that was that should have told us right there like that's you know the opening of this trailer like you're only gonna see so much in here because yeah there was we're, we're we're getting it all out soon and that just makes me think like the last three four episodes like last season are just gonna be insane yeah for real so let's let's talk a little bit about the child a little bit more because like i said the violence is just a constant thing mm-hmm. and the child just keeps getting in to sticky situations. Like how many times is the Mandalorian going to let the child do this stuff? Like he was eating eggs. Like those eggs needed to be preserved. He got into that spider thing. Like he should have never been by those spiders, but at the same time, like all he is seeing is the Mandalorian, like take out weaker opponents and that's what Mm. baby yoda is doing like baby yoda's eating frogs baby like feed the child so he doesn't have to do this stuff like what are you doing but it's it's just at what like where's the breaking point you know i feel like it's yeah and that's that's something that i i took like a couple notes about because it's one of the things that i find super um interesting about the whole character of the child so far is like, I feel like he shows because it's like, obviously for merchandising purposes, it's a baby. Right. And like, God bless. Like we love it. This we're here for it. We, you know, we're attending. This is, we have nothing. There's no problems there. (laughs) I get it. And like, and like, it has to be, it has to be cute and it has to be sound like a baby and look like a baby and do the baby stuff. But he's smart. You know, like, so it's, and so it's like, what, I guess it's like the level I'm trying to still trying to figure out like the level of kind of reasoning in a way, or like, do you know what I mean? Like how much does, cause it seems like he probably understands a lot, you know? And so it's like, that's, that's what I'm so curious about because like force choking Cara Dune and not realizing that she was a friend and that they were playing a game, but then helping them with the fire and understanding that that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's, that's something I'm really curious to see 
Yeah, there's some points where yeah. he's like a two-year-old, but then there's some cases right. where it's like maybe he's a ten-year-old. You know, like he's like there's a big gap, and like sometimes you're right. Like he saved them from the fire. He saved them from the mud horn. Like he knew that that mud horn coming at the Mandalorian, you know, all the way back in season one was a bad thing that was getting ready to happen to the Mandalorian. So he mm-hmm. intervened, but yeah, at the same time, it's like, he can't listen to no, like the Mandalorian's like, stop eating. I was <laughs> like, don't do that. And he like, even had to like get in his face a little bit, which that's another thing. It's like the child obviously needs some discipline, like the Mandalorian, <laughs> you know, but, but the Mandalorian, like, you know, I don't know if he's ever trained a foundling or whatever, but I'm sure his, I don't think you know, <laughs> since he was trained as a foundling, it was probably very precise. It was probably very um, methodical how he was trained, mm-hmm. but that's because he could train to fight and all that stuff. Whereas the child, he's just kind of there and he has to be a right. dad. He doesn't have to be a, he's not training him. He's got to be a dad, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been any like force use from the child yet. Even and and I think there was maybe a little bit to uh, during today's episode because when he's like has his hand on the eggs, it looks like the eggs are kind of coming to. So that's like a little bit, but at the same time, like they've already gotten to. You know, obviously he's not going to take down a crate dragon, and he's probably not going to take down that giant spider. Um, Yeah, but. Yeah, I assume at some point we're probably going to see more Baby Yoda Force powers and it's going to come in, you know, handy at some point. Yeah, I like that it still is appearing sparingly. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yep. Because that makes it more exciting. But um, yeah, I was definitely thinking that too. Yeah. For sure. I, another thing, and this is like shifting gears a little bit, but for the Mandalorian. So Mm -hmm. we know the Mandalorian is looking for other Mandalorians first. He's not looking for baby Yoda's people. He, in this episode, we kind of get, I don't know if you want to call it symbolism or foreshadowing, but the frog lady has these eggs, very few eggs. She wants to protect. She wants to get back before the equinox. So, uh, right. they can get fertilized because, so she can continue her line, her family line. It, it seems to me it's a direct parallel to the Mandalorian and what's happening with the Mandalorians. Obviously it's like mm-hmm. they, you know, how many of them are left or is it 20 to 30? Like that's how many eggs mm-hmm. are, or are there more? Um, but they're obviously trying to preserve those eggs. So I'm just, I, I feel like he's going to learn a lesson in, you know, the Mandalorian culture. And even from chapter nine, how like he sees Cobb Vanth take his, you know, helmet off and he's obviously like visibly upset, but throughout the episode, I think his thought, and I think that's maybe the point of the series too, is like the way of the Mandalorians, maybe everything that they do is not the exact right way to do things. And I think that he's learning from all these other people that there's other ways to do things. So that's, yeah, I like that. I, because like i like that idea in the first one like he obviously has a lot of respect for Cobb vanth and how he's doing everything and then in this one um he you know is showing definitely a soft spot for frog lady and we see that other side of him when it's just him and the baby so i just i don't know i'm ready to see where where he ends up but i i do think to your point like this was a character driven 
episode and we're seeing it really like, those little yeah. things add up big time and like we saw a completely even from last episode to this episode a different mandalorian i agree i really do so moving off of the mandalorian uh right. i i think another thing we keep getting these foreshadowing moments to me to the ultimate like okay this is this is still speculation but it's kind of not mm. right the the rumor the i don't even know if it's a rumor anymore if it's like official but <laughs> the the thought is that probably at some point ahsoka is going to show up in this series right the rebels connections i feel like have been very strong this season we talked about it with the krikna you know the giant spider mm-hmm. how we've seen those pretty much and then in episode one chapter nine I don't have to get used to saying that, like, chapter nine, (laughs) season two, episode one. We see the graffiti, right? That's that's the only other time we've really seen graffiti is with Sabine. Obviously, last season, at the very end of the season, we see the Darksaber. So I feel like the Mm. foreshadowing is very strong for this Rebels connection. And obviously, you know, there's the Ahsoka connection, but, like, who was with Ahsoka at the end of Rebels was Sabine as well. So Uh, in in my mind, like, speculating... Wildly, I would not be surprised at all if, you know, I I, I think in my head, like Ahsoka is probably going to show up at some point, but I, I'm kind of hoping it'd be cool if they are, those two are together that Sabine shows up too. So I feel like the foreshadowing, I feel like the Rebels connections are just all over the place right now. I think you're right. And in that vein, but it's like, oh, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm not going to be upset by anything. Part of me thinks it would be so funny if ahsoka wasn't i would honestly i would be so i i would i know that if we went the whole season and there was no ahsoka and everyone's like wait what like i know that everybody wants it and like i love the character of ahsoka so much but i just really funny just because it's like that's all that anyone can talk about but anyway um you know me i don't consider anything confirmed until it's on starwars.com sorry nope Anyway, um, I don't know. I just don't. I just like made that decision. But also, like, who who cares? I'm 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 gonna show up either way. But anyway, what I do want to talk about, if we're gonna speculate a little irresponsibly, who do you think is hooded hooded cool person on the boat? I do. Do we know? Do you think it's just a new person? I don't know, but I kind (laughs) of you know since we saw in the trailer sasha banks character yes i think that's probably a somewhat safe bet maybe because i i feel like since we did see her in the trailer like we're gonna see her early in the season no but my question is who do you think sasha banks's hooded cool person on the boat is i i think she's a new character I think she's going to so be a too. new character and I don't, not, and I don't think she's going to be like a Jedi or like, I, I I'm kind of past Like I love thinking about that or like maybe she's got some connections. I think mm. she's just going to be a new character that is going to help them along on this journey. I think she's going to be an ally. I think, I mean, we've seen it already. Everything else, it, you can't really call it misdirection, but like they knew what they mm. were doing with the trailer. Like they knew oh, yeah. The snow planet looks like Ilum, and they're walking in a cave. Like they're gonna look like the solar or something. Like they knew that showing graffiti, people were gonna think of Sabine. Like they they knew all that stuff. So the fact that they put her there, where right as the voiceover says Jedi, like I I just I don't believe it. I I think she's just gonna be a new new like kick ass character that's gonna help them out in in one. I agree. Or the other. I fully agree. 
Yeah. I wish I could like sit here and be like, no, she's going to be, you know, this person or this, but like, I just, I don't yeah. see it. And I, and I don't really want that. Like I want, I just want her to be a new character. That's like, me too. Just kind of blows us I away. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think that's probably a good call though, that we'll probably see her next episode. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Only what? Two. Seven days away. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> it's gonna feel like probably thirty though. <laughs> yeah, pro honestly, the way the way things are going, who knows? Um yeah, so that's that's definitely where I think we're headed. I think we're headed to the boat. I'm ready to see the boat. Oh, I wanna know yeah. more about the boat. Because like honestly, I think we discussed this, but besides like in The Last Jedi there was the there was a boat, right? And then the Colossus from Resistance is boat-ish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that. <laughs> so this is besides that, it's one of our first like water craft, right? Yeah, sort it of. looks like um, it looks like our first like traditional like earthly looking boat too, where it's like right. it just looks like a sailboat. Like it's like, did they travel yeah. back to like the? the 1400s like what are they doing so it looks kind of it gave me like deadliest catch vibes yeah like, yeah with the crabbing pods or that's that's <laughs> the next mission is that they have to go catch a bunch of crabs to uh, yep. barter with the next person to get more info to find the mandalorians <laughs> that he's looking for on a different planet it's just going to be hopping from from planet to planet but no i think i think this uh mandalorian like search i think it could drag on a little bit because like we talked about, like, I, I just, I don't see the end of the season being, yep, you found baby Yoda's people. Like I, it's just, it's not going to happen. I think this year's quest is to find more Mandalorians, not find. And I think that's another misdirection from the trailer is that we get in the trailer, like you need to find its people. But then like the first episode is like, I need to find other Mandalorians. It's like, Oh, well that's I think you're right. not. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't either. I think he'll find new Mandalorians. I don't know when, but we'll see. I mean, I just, uh, the fact that like everything that's happened so far has been kind of not what I thought. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever I speculate about, it doesn't really matter because it's probably not going to be that. So yeah. And it, it was the same. That's I, exciting. It, I like it that way. I do too. And I think it, I feel like it was the same way last season where, you know, you left off, um, you know, between episodes after episode one, even you like had no idea where it was going to go. But then even when you went like the jump from three to four and four to five, mm. and five to six, you kept thinking like, okay, Moff Gideon is going to show up and like the bad guys are going to show. And it's like, it just didn't happen. It, he, he's yeah. going and doing all these other things. So I like, I like that trajectory. And I think it's, it's TV such a, a great format for star Wars and live action star Wars that it's just, it's, it's exciting that we get, nearly eight hours of it you know so and it's also worth saying that like 80 percent of this episode was again just like episode two of last season no human faces after Pel we left pelimoto like yeah. no human faces no the like the only you know like yeah that's i love that man that's i cool. do too it's good i think my my one prediction, I think, for the rest of the season, at some point they gotta get that helmet off of Pedro Pascal. Like we gotta see him acting. You know, I, he's obviously like great as a mask actor or helmet actor, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like he does a great job, but you don't get Pedro Pascal and just keep him. It's just like Adam Driver. You don't keep him 
hidden under that mask all the time. Like you got to, yeah. at some point, like something's got to happen or he's going to meet some other Mandalorians that are just going to take their helmet helmets off and be like, no, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that's, that's <laughs> no, dude, it's tape. fine. Like, yeah. Like we did that like <laughs> so many eons ago. You know? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's why at some point we're, we're definitely going to see his face. Maybe baby Yoda will see his face this season. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Oh, I never thought of that. That baby, that the child hasn't seen his face yet. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think I of that. Yeah. It, that wouldn't that, that be, could be like a real, that'd be a touch. That could moment. be a real moment. And like, you know, like the Mandalorian takes it off willingly in front of him, like for the first time, just to like, <gasps> maybe he, maybe he like blew saves my him mind. From, he saves him from something really bad that happens and like he's crying and maybe baby Yoda's crying too and he like, takes oh, it no. off. It's just like, just like getting a little wild tears. now, but I'm still in. I'm still in. Hundred <laughs> wow. percent. Uh the only other thing is when do you think Boba Fett shows back up? Is that a like chapter, you know, sixteen thing? I that's like really tricky. I really don't know. Cause I feel like that was really one of the main conversations over the past week is like, will it be this episode right away? Continue that line. Or is it going to be in a little while? And, and yeah, it's definitely an interesting choice to kind of drop that bomb and then move away from it. But I'm intrigued by it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I feel like if you had asked me yesterday, like, do you want to see him tomorrow? Or do you want to see him in a little while? I would have been like, Honestly, maybe we need to sit with it for a little longer. I don't know. Yeah. I, what do you think? I I could see it being like the very end of the season again, where mm-hmm. maybe they wait a couple episodes and then they think like the audience kind of forgets that like Boba Fett is back, you know, because, okay, well, it's been three episodes. We haven't seen Boba Fett. So we're probably not going to see him if, unless we go mm-hmm. back to Tatooine. But maybe Boba Fett has been tracking the Mandalorian or something. Cause I was super surprised that we started on Tatooine this episode yet. We yeah. did not see Boba Fett. I thought that was exactly that was interesting, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, because I don't that think was kind of my thought was like, yeah. And that was kind of my thought was like, what is gonna, what would cause them to have to go back there again? You know? Right. No, for sure. It's, so, I, I think maybe going back there, maybe he's got to go pick up Cobb Vanth, you know, like last season where he had to like go back and pick up grief car or a uh, car dune and like had to go do this right. to get his like crew together. Are they going to be like part mm-hmm. of, is he going to need his help? You know, cause he did literally kill the crate dragon and all he got was the Boba Fett armor, which like he doesn't, you know, that, that armor is cooler to us than it is to the Mandalorian. <laughs> cause we know like, that's Oh, true. that's like, we've seen that armor. We know that's Boba Fett. Like he doesn't know who, right. he obviously like doesn't know who Boba Fett is, or if he does, he doesn't know that's his armor. He doesn't care. But so maybe, you know, right. Cobb Vanth owes him, owes him a little bit more than just a helmet. Is it armor. definite that, I mean, I guess it's not cause we don't know anything about anything, but is it definite that Boba Fett doesn't have his ship anymore? No, I don't think that's, and I, I want to say Blast Points might have talked about that, or Sky, yeah. someone was ta- kind of speculate on that, but it, the last that we- The slave, right? Yeah, the slave one, it was probably at Jabba's palace, you know, because mm. he probably left it there before they went out, 
you know, to the Sarlacc pit and everything. And then right. it's like, did one of his buddies take it, you know, that maybe survived or, or is it still there? Or maybe it was in a sinkhole, you know, and it went underground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. Yeah. And now we're seeing like Mando and the child not really having a ride. Yeah. Unless they're able to fix the razor crest so and they are still close to tatooine right she said it that they could get there without going into hyperspace so they're still you know they're they're at the water planet but they're still not that far away from tatooine so yeah we're we're definitely we're definitely going back to tatooine this season like this is a tatooine season like it or not and i've i've seen both arguments like uh can we find a new planet to go to like can we do this i I, as long as they're going back to Tatooine for a reason, like, I don't, I really, I, I don't know. I, I'm a. Yeah. I'm, and, and the thing with that is like, even if they do bring in a new planet, everybody just compares it to some other planet. So it's like, yeah. who cares? Like if you, if it was a city planet, you'd compare it to Coruscant. If it was a dirty city planet, you'd compare it to Corellia. If it was a jungly planet, you'd compare it to Kashyyyk or to Endor. So it's like, it's yeah. just, we'll just go back and then it's fine. You know, there's only so many climates, you know, <laughs> we're just we're just saving gas that's all we're just yeah gonna hang out here for a minute yeah i do that (laughs) is like my number one like and i probably already have like said i i already said i want more frog lady but also like a city planet like i want and i would love course that'd be so cool but like another like city planet and like the Mandalorian and baby Yoda, like cruising, you know, in a speeder throughout a, a city, just like, you know, baby Yoda's yeah. ears flapping in the wind. Like it has been so many times. I don't know. We might have to, we might have to wait for Cassian for that. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good call. We should get, we should get some of that in that series too. Definitely. I don't think Obi-Wan's going to go back to Coruscant in the Obi-Wan series. So I think we're going to get a lot so. more Tatooine <laughs> in that series. Right. So. But it'll probably just be like the same like five square miles of Tatooine for <laughs> it, Obi-Wan. No, not the, really going the entire series is actually just him in his hut. It's just five episodes. Just hanging out. It's just him Still like it. watching the holonet and just like eating chips and, and drinking mm-hmm drinking milk so yeah like you know staying hydrated (laughs) yeah Uh, well unless you have anything else to speculate on i think that is going to probably wrap it up for us we have been talking i think i feel like 50 percent of this episode was me talking about frog lady but that's i think that's okay you know it is okay okay, (laughs) but yeah no this is it's a lot of fun very excited to talk about this it's i last week like when when we started talking about it i was just so giddy and happy and like i just still am when it comes on it's just it's just such a great escape right now and yeah it man today just i was i was very excited with with today's episode it was very it was very very much uh what the doctor ordered what the doctor mandible ordered (laughs) (laughs) doctor i maybe that's why maybe he maybe he has a famous soft drink in in that he's you know it's not dr pepper or maybe he is a famous uh music producer like dr dre you know Maybe he was a basketball player. He was a basketball okay. player like Dr. J. Okay. There's so many different doctors. <laughs> Maybe Dr. he's a TV therapist like Dr. 
Phil. Wow, there it is. Oh my, he that that one might make the most sense. I could I could definitely see him being. I man, I want I more. Could open up to him, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, oh God, good size. Well, Kara, thanks for joining me once again. Can you Thank tell you. the folks where to find you and what you got going on right now? Yes, uh, you can find me mostly on Instagram, Sacred Something by Kara, Kara with a K. And right now I'm working on mailing out the November zine and that should be done soon. Help, I hope. And um, and then on Thursday, November 12th, my holiday shop, gift shop, gift season shops are opening and I'm going to have limited edition prints. I'm going to have older limited edition prints on sale for half price. I'm going to have all of my uh, collage library prints available and also zines. So if like you've read the zine, you like it, you have a friend you think would like it. I'm going to sell bundles from last year and this year and then subscriptions for next year are going to open up. So lots of good stuff coming there. And yeah, that is pretty much it. <laughs> And also Patreon that you just launched recently. Oh, right. Hello. Yes. <laughs> I'm also on Patreon. We have fun. I usually am just uh, rambling, but also I make a lot of playlists of good stuff and I share collage process videos there, which is fun. And yeah, it's a good time. Absolutely. Definitely follow Kara. Def if you have Star Wars people in your life or Star Wars friends or even like internet friends, like check out the holiday shop and go holiday shopping for, for your Star Wars friends. Cause yeah, there's going to be a lot of great stuff there. Uh, and definitely follow Kara on Instagram. We'll post all that good stuff in the show notes as well. You can find the show more heavily on Instagram because Kara has really uh, influenced me on that, but uh, yes, <laughs> Force Time Pod on Instagram, also on Twitter at Force Time Pod. Also, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Also with you. I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> oh, I should have said it. <laughs> <laughs>